so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Marseille View. Uh, I'm Stefan and I'm hosting tonight and I'm pleased or disappointed or I'm sad that it's the end of the season, but I'm happy to say that it's our end of season review episode and the TMV awards. So we're going to do what we do every year, which is uh, we're just going to look back on the season and pick out some of our highlights. uh, And we're also going to dish out some awards. So we've got eight uh, brilliant awards, very prestigious and important in the OM fan circle these days to, to give out to the best and worst of Marseille in the last season. Um, so it's going to be hopefully lots of fun and I've got a, a full house as well with me to to do that. So uh, joining me tonight is Ben. How are you, Ben? Happy. Yeah, same feelings as you. <clears throat> um, Honoured to, to be back for the third edition now, fourth? I think this is our fourth. Maybe the fourth. Yeah, it might be. Fourth. fourth and, um, and as you say, I mean, uh, they, they carry a lot of weight, you know. I mean, it's one of the main English-speaking sources that, that cover the club. Um, I think it's easy to say no, no one else's opinion matters, only ours. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. I mean, this, is, this is the only, like, English-speaking media of OM. And so well, the only awards that you could possibly get in the English-speaking world. Exactly, world's, so. you know, no one else lives up and no one else to compare to. But uh, no, happy to be back and it, it should be an interesting show with uh, with lots of interesting debates. This is the award that uh, ceremony uh, Joey Barton always wished he could have got where he was playing here, <laughs> but we didn't exist at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, we've also got uh, Julian. How are you, Julian? Uh, hello, guys. Hi, Steph. Uh, yeah, uh, delighted, uh, happy, and ho- honored to um, to uh, to attend my first uh, my first ever De Marseille View Awards, and uh, yeah, looking forward to for a fun fun time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, and also we've got Alex. Hi, hey. everyone. Yeah, f- f- first time as well for me. I miss uh, I missed last year's one, so looking forward to to have a good go on uh, with, with these awards. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, I should say this is like always my favourite episode of the 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 year for us. Like, so I'm I'm kind of like I know this is I'm like sort of caught in two minds about this, but as the season's coming to an end, I'm like, oh yes, the season's now finished, so I can should start thinking about the you know the the end of season award episodes. But um, yeah, so it's just a bit bit silly, a bit of fun. But um, and usually we're always happy that the season has ended because it's been so bad. But this time actually it's been a quite a good season. And I guess that's what we're going to we're going to cover next. So as I said, we'll start off with the end of season review. So really, like, yeah, I just kind of uh, wanted to uh, for us all just to kind of have a chat about how the seasons went. So pretty open, basic first question, guys, which is just um, 
looking back on the season, like what are your what are your thoughts? Is was this a good or a bad season for OM? And yeah, and what kind of what kind of highlights sort of stick out for you? And I'll start with you, Ben. Do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think we've been through nearly every emotion this year. Um, it's it's had a bit of everything, hasn't it? It's had its really happy moments. It's had its um, it's had its sort of you know wins series in a row where you feel untouchable, and then it has those de- those defeats that make you doubt. Um, you know, you, you start re-questioning everything the coach is doing. Oh, did that player really rate them? But actually, he was shit last night. So, as usual in Marseille, you try and you know you, you try and take a step back and, and and not react to the instant and try and think of the overall picture, which is you know season is 38 games plus Europe plus the cup. Um, and when you when you when you sum it up, for, you know. Taking into account the context, um, first full season for the new coach Sampoli after a, you know, a decent, promising end to the last one. Um, you know, a lot of new faces to to, to bring into the fold. Um, a new structure, Longoria president to get used to, and, and also sort of sporting director still at the same time. So, um, I think that you know what I take away is if you'd have, if you'd have told me this that, 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 that this is the season we'd have. Um, in, in August last year, I, I'd, have, I'd have signed straight away. You know, I would have bitten your hand off. I mean, we, we've had it all. We've had we've had we had a good run in Europe. It's sad it came to the end. It did, but we went to European semi-final. Um, we went to the quarterfinals of the French Cup. Um, you know, and we finished second in the league. Uh, a bit, you know, a bit touch and go, but it, we got the objective in the end, and, and I think we were pretty much guaranteed third. Borrow, borrow a disaster on the final day, like a defeat at home. So the objective was get second, and we got it. And and I'd like to add with with some style and um and you know we can go and I, I imagine the next question is probably more more about certain points or, or the way we played. But I, I had fun. I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed the, the the wins that we had. Some of them were were, were quite you know quite demonstrative, quite. Uh, quite controlled, quite composed, which we're not used to seeing with Wim. Um, and some good results, some frustrating moments too with the coach and some of the lineups and some of the tactics during games. But all in all, really positive. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we're, we're in this position. We finished second. Financially, we needed to. The coach keeps his job and, and, and I think the squads do buy into his methodology. So hopefully... We don't see a, a transition season next year, and we we build on this. Anyone else want to jump in? All right, I'll have a go. Um, yeah, I think to 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 say bit, bit the same as Ben. I think what was interesting is what we were sold before Sampoli really arrived. We thought it was going to be. Uh, Bielsa type football and we're going to attack like mad and it's going to be 4-3, 5-4 every game and actually it turned out it was completely different than we, the, the, the understanding of what was Sampaoli all about was completely different and it's all about control more like Guardiola type and um, and I think that, that was that was quite interesting especially to see the evolution of the team when we started to go like three at the back and trying to be more attacking. And then that key game against Lance at home where we got um, 
where we lost at home and some Pauli realized that in Liga you you get countered by super fast physical guys. So he started to be a lot more on the uh, cautious side and and you know the, the whole team and the way we played started to turn. And I think that that was quite interesting and and um, also you know it was it was a full season in terms of emotion as Ben said and. It's not the same. It's not. It's not like that for every team. You look at PSG fan. They, they are shit here. What? What's fun? That champion. Nobody cares. And Champions League, the guard. Like we had so many emotions throughout the seasons. That is just what we want from football. And and the key thing is we finish on a high. And I think that's very important for building up into the next seasons because. And we know it very well at OM. Like when you you start losing these Champions League spot by one point or things like that, then these things build up, and the season season after, it's very likely that you're going to miss it again for whatever reason. Well, here the whole team they find a way to get through. They find a way to do it with a bit of luck in the end, but I think it was deserved throughout the season. And I think it builds up some positive momentum, some confidence, some positive energy. And yeah, we're all excited for the new season as well now. Yeah. Um, I, I just, while you guys were, were talking, I just uh, remember that like um, I had my first, uh, my first go on the podcast, like uh, last, I think it was July or August, like, um, towards the end of preseason, we we and uh, we made like a preseason um, uh, like uh, oh you know what do you think will be our, our, our final position? And back then I said yeah I think we can finish second. And after I said that for like a few months I was like no man why did you say that like we're never gonna you know it's never gonna happen like and. And in the end, we we did end up second. But uh, what I had absolutely no idea would be the ride that the whole season has been. Because you say, oh yeah, we finished second of the league. It sounds like it was. Uh, it, it could sound like it was kind of, in a way, an uneventful, because we were steadily uh, in this second position for I don't know, a good uh, more than half of the season. But um, it it was so patchy. Like we've had like. Sometimes like out of nowhere, six or seven wins in a row, and then like and then again like a, a very rough patch with with losses, and then like then again just just some narrow wins, and it's been you know, and then the cups like uh, globally globally a, a bad campaign in uh, in um, in Europa League, but still we end, we ended up in a, in the semis, and you know we could have to go for a final, and yeah, it was um for for a season without a title it was a rich rich and eventful season it was fun it was it was really good fun and i'm very uh, looking forward to the next one except that when i start to remember well when was when om had two good seasons in a row and then i get depressed <laughs> but i hope i'm wrong yeah uh, a very good point there at the end yeah um yeah just like a couple of things that you guys said that kind of interested me actually that were things I was thinking about myself was that um yeah like firstly like we you know as, as you all said like at the start of the season like I think we had different expectations um about how we would play Alex you you, you talked about this we we got some pile in I think maybe it was around about March wasn't it the previous year February March um I think maybe early yeah. March and 
so what I mean we didn't get a half season but we got a couple of two three months out of them and the kind of football we were playing at the time was what we kind of expected a bit well it was a bit more like what we expected it was a bit more high intensity a bit kind of similar to Bielsa but not you know not quite um, a bit more methodical but you know a bit, yeah, is methodical the right word um a little bit more kind of um maybe a bit more sensible um, that's, that's really like a criticism of Bielsa. I'm not like a Bielsa hater. I'm a big fan. Um, but yeah, I think we were expecting that to kind of really develop. And yeah, as you said, what we got was something that was much more pragmatic um, and not as exciting. Uh, at times, a little bit disappointing. But um, certainly, yeah, it was it, we, we've performed very. I see, like efficiently uh, across the season for the most part, and. Um, yeah, it's just a, a little bit underwhelming maybe for me in, in that sense, but I get that the results at the end of the day are the most important thing, aren't they? Um, so yeah, that was a real surprise, I think. So it's, it's, it's good that you pointed that out. And um, I should say, I, I didn't um, summarise this at the start. So just looking at how the seasons went, like we, I think what we finished in what position last year? Does anyone remember? Was it, about, fifth, was it six it? or fifth? Was it right? I yeah, think it okay. was fifth. Right, fifth. fifth. Yeah. So this season, like we can't, you know, we finished in second place, right? Um, and I know it was quite tight at the end, but we're second place. So even though we are, we finished fifteen points behind uh, Paris Saint Germain. Um, second, second place is almost like being winners of the league nowadays, isn't it? Like because you kind of just is, yeah. uh, have to forget about PSG and all this. So in that sense, it's a pretty. Um, um, solid performance it's, it's, it's as good as we can hope for um and then and the other side to that is the the you know the european run and how well we did there so we were eliminated from the europa league but we managed to get to the semi-finals of the the uefa europa conference league said it right this time um, yeah 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 yeah, so too well we won't win it, but yeah, well done. I don't know. For me, that was a bit of a disappointing end, but yeah, I guess like um, just looking at the two, um, would you say our objectives have been met? Um, like, like, I, I know like you, Julian, you said about our predictions at the start of the season, but they kind of like evolve as the season goes on. I think you can start changing those objectives. Do you think coming out at the end of it, um, you know, thinking about where we were a couple of months ago, do we think our objectives have been met? And yeah, and 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 just in addition to that, like out of the two, the two um, runs, the league and the the European run, like what can be seen as the greater success or the greater failure between the two of them? It's an easy answer for that, but um, but it, I think you know it's, we finish at the end of the day. Yes, predictions evolved. I think. I was trying to think back, and I think that I predicted we'd finish third at best, um, but but predicted fourth, if I remember myself correctly. But we got, you know, regardless of, yeah, a couple of months ago, but the fact is we, we achieved the highest possible league position um, in a season where it wasn't one of those seasons where PSG had, a, had a shut the bed and, and were fighting and, and dropping points and fighting for the title because a team like Monaco or Lille went on a run. We... We were never going to do that, and, and I think it was probably there were probably a few people that you know thought that at the beginning of the season, middle of the season when it was still close, and then when we started dropping off a bit and drawing those games in, in December and losing at home, 
it's sort of back down to reality. But you know, we, we could only finish higher than second. And um, it, to put it into contrast, a team like Nice, who were up there and flying in January, and, and they since they smashed us in the cup four one, they've collapsed, you know, in the league, and and then they finished fourth, fifth. Um, I think they finished fifth, which means they've got to go through the Europa League qualifiers. And it's like they had no European competitions. That that shows you how difficult it still was in this league. That you know teams like Nice, who who had a red carpet to, to cruise to second. You know they were three points, four points, five points clear of, from us at times. They still dropped the ball, and um, you know we we had that resurgence and we came back. I think it coincides. I've said this. I know Alex disagrees notably, but. At the time, we were doing badly in the league. We had those easy games in conference league. Should we have maybe rested Payet in, in those early games and not taken him to Carabag? Yes, definitely. But that sort of that that maintained a bit of, of objective and the teams found their, their, their feet again in that competition. And then it kicked us on in the league. And um, Rongier started coming into his own, playing twice a week and really sort of being the, the, the boss man in terms of effort and stuff. And then... You know, in Europe, yes, I mean, it galvanised our, our ending to the, the league season, I think. But it also, yes, the, the biggest disappointment has to be the fact that we we, we just fell short of the final and, and we looked like we were, you know, at one point favourites for the, for the whole competition. And um, when you see the level of the final, it was it was dire. It was shocking. Those two teams were rubbish. Um, not saying we would have cruised, but I would have, you know, for <laughs> once it would have been a more achievable most achievable final and opponent in the final compared to having faced, you know, the big Palmer, Benitez, Valencia and Atletico Madrid a few years ago. So it, it, it leaves a sour taste even more so because I was there at the Feyenoord game at home and you just remember sat, sitting in the Virachute at the end of the game on the steps for 10 minutes, my head in my hands going, fuck's sake, how have we, how have we blown this? Um, so, that, yeah, I think that, that sums it up for me. Yeah, and uh, for, for my part, we're, when you look back, we, we were fifth last year, but we were miles away in terms of points compared to Lyon, Monaco, PSG, obviously, Berlin as well. And Nice also recruited a lot of players and didn't play any European competition. So the fact that we finished second, I know we're extremely frustrated with the European Cup. We might maybe, you know, once in a, whatever, five years, 10 years opportunity. The fact that we finished second with such a new squad totally changed everyone. A lot of young players against that competition in the French League. Okay, they all fucked up a little bit, but we were there. It has to be a tremendous season. It has to be, you know, we, we could almost not hope for anything better than what we had. Um, obviously, European competition, we were so close. It was there. It leaves a little bit bitter taste in, in the mouth. Um but look, at some point we need to realize who we are. We we we're not that you know we're not Bayern Munich or Dortmund or even FC Porto who are there and consistent every year and so on. We're not that club. Uh, we want to be, and just the fact that we finish second, qualify for the Champions League is a tremendous achievement. So um, for me, it's it's all very positive overall. And uh, um, as I said, I think I think. The fact that we got that positive momentum from that season, that ending is key. You know, we could have finished fourth, you know, based on one or two goals going one way or the other on the last day of the season. The fact that we kind of broke the curse from us fucking up at the end of the season, I think would be key mentally for, for the team. And, and I believe we're on a positive spin. So 
um, yeah, all good, all good on my side. Uh, just you know, just before you go, I was just checking. <clears throat> so we finished with 71 points, second this year, right? Last year, PSG finished second with 82, Monaco third with 78, Lyon with 76, and we we finished on 60 and fifth. And so we had 11 points more. But again, just to contrast, all of the other teams were pretty bad. They all went down. Yeah. yeah. So they all finished like not nuts yesterday. Um, last year they all finished like. The, the the ending of the season, they were all winning every game. It was yep. it was it was a very tough season last year. Yep. And the fact that we finished second, you know, uh, thanks to them not being as good, um, I think it's just uh, you know uh, <laughs> would have signed with two hands and two feet at the start of the season. I think, I think that happens, in, uh, doesn't it? Every couple in, of years, sorry, um, the, no, the, we, we see every two three years a year where all the big. Teams seem to struggle a little bit and drop a lot of points in France. I, yeah. I believe, isn't it? It's quite a regular thing. I'm sorry, Julien, on you. No, no, but it, it must have been for a while though that the the second place uh, uh, was only at 71 points. Like I think I vaguely remember in 1718 we we ended up with like 78, 77 or 78 points, and we were fourth. Yeah. Um. And but that that was like that was mad. That was like the highest uh, ever um, the tally for um for a fourth in the French league or something like that. But still, like I think seventy one is pretty low. Like you you be you, you know if you would have asked me at the at the beginning of the season, like I would have said we we would have needed like very close to two points, an average of of two points per game to to finish second. So like uh, seventy six points. So I think with seventy, yeah, of course, with seventy one right. points on, on on that level, you can consider yourself uh, quite lucky. But you know, then again, it was dense, so it's harder for everyone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so um, yeah. Okay. Um, just thinking back to the start of the season and, and the Mercato, because we saw a really busy transfer period. I think last summer, um, a whole new squad, as, as you guys have mentioned, though already um do you think that the squad that longoria constructed was the what i guess was was right was the was 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 it a well constructed uh team to for us to be able to to fight on both fronts this season or do you think there was some casting errors uh throughout that so you know just thinking about things like you, not just the individual players, like you know, you, you could highlight guys like Melik, for example, or but um, but also like how they sort of fit in the overall system of play from the coach. Like, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that now that we sort of come to the end of the year? Was what does it seem like we did a good job in bit rebuilding that that side for the coach? But yes and no. Um, again, I keep saying that to almost every question. <laughs> um, Yes, quantitatively and qualitatively, we can, you can say that it's, it's probably one of our best transfer windows in ages. I mean, for so many of them to come good is, is unheard of at Marseille. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I think the starters we bought, you know, Gerson had a bit of a, a, a shaky start. And then he, you know, you've got to remember he didn't have a, a summer break and he came straight in and um, he, he was readapted to European football, but he, he was probably one of our best players in the second half of the season, if not the best. Um, to, you know, you could argue that. 
Um, and then Genduzi was solid, as I predicted. Happy that came in. Um, and uh, had his had his moments. Paul Lopez had his had, had, was pretty solid for 90% of the season. Um, Saliba was brilliant. But the, yeah, I guess that the problem remains was um, quantitatively no. And and you know he he's, he highlighted this many times during the season. And he tried to rotate a bit, uh, give give Conrad his chance, give Luis Enrique his chance, give Lirola his chance, and. They were all fucking terrible. So we didn't have enough quality on the bench, even though it was still better than last year. Don't get me wrong, because we had kids on the bench at times last year. Um, to, you know, we still had pros on the bench this year. Uh, Alvaro did, did did what he did and decided that he didn't want to be a part of the squad and, and pissed off to Spain and, and and took his contract away. But when you look, you go when you you know you could you could have. A, Almost some regrets when you look back and you see the, the season that Lucas Perrin had. You could go, oh, you know, Hadi's gonna gonna love hearing this, but you know, would it, would it, did it, did we need to send him out on loan? Shouldn't we have kept him as a, as a squad rotation option? But then again, if he wasn't playing regularly, would he have shown the form he's shown? So it was it it was just about enough um, in the end. But next year, definitely, we need we need a deeper bench. We need deeper, a big, much more quality from the bench and. Um, you know, in terms of tactics, I think that I, I was I was pretty happy 80% of the time because for the first time in ages we had the style. Works didn't work, not always, but we had the style which was based on control, based on possession, based on you know rapid transition when when the players were able to put it off and weren't hesitating too much. And we saw a lot of goals. You know, we scored quite a few goals this season, um, and our midfielders scored quite a few goals, which which hadn't happened for years as well. So. I was pretty happy overall with um, with the majority of the way we played, but there, there were things there were things that need to be corrected. Okay, anyone else? Any thoughts on that? Does Julien go for it? Yeah, well, on a something I cannot like on a on a on a general aspect of of how it's going, like the you know, like the head of the club, the from the presidency to the to the main coach. I think. Uh, it seems like we have a trio who's working well, or at least a, a, a duo like Sampaoli's uh, Longoria, uh, who would trust each other and, and who work like in good intelligence and etc. And seriously, at OM, it's almost a luxury yes. compared to what we've had <laughs> compared to what we've had so many for so many times. And in more in modern football, in so many big or big-ish clubs, or you know, or even small clubs, it's a luxury almost. Like these, of course, you know, like the 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 results always help, you know, to 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 keep the the boat uh, afloat and to keep everyone working together. But um, but I don't know. There's been. I, I think it was uh, it was uh, Najet, you know, this uh, Najet Rami, this uh, this uh, supporter was very close to in Toulouse, who, uh, in Toulouse, sorry, in Marseille, who, who listens a lot to to to. She's cl- let's say she's close from the dressing room, and she said like um, she said like you know usually there is never a season where there is where there is like dressing room rumors and. Someone is, you know, different clans in the club. Someone is trying to pull the cover uh, for themselves uh, and then throwing some bombs, like more or less mediating bombs using, you know what I mean, like, like 
all these smelly, smelly rats and all this sort of stuff for the media or blah, blah, blah. And she said, this isn't nothing like basically nothing like like some 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 crap websites had to invent some stories to actually Mm. because they had nothing to to uh, to talk about. And I guess that's a pretty good sign, you know, like like so if if we can keep uh, if we can keep a. Uh, a, du- a duo or or a trio uh, of um, that works that works well and that works together and that that everyone knows their job and etc. Uh, especially that some Pauli, you know, we can be, you know, he's um, I know he's you know he's a special character, let's say. Um, but uh, Longoria is probably one of the best presidents we've had in ages. I don't know, probably the best since Duf and. Uh, or you know thereabout. Of course, he's young. Of course, he's still a bit tender for some things. Maybe a bit too too kind. Maybe etc. But still, globally, you can see the guy is you know after Gashu, this it's like a blessing, you know. And um, mm. so you know if that if if that keeps on working well, if we keep on structuring the club well, also from the youth uh, academy, the organization, if 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 we have enough time to do that. Uh, we should be fine, you know, like if we look a bit in the in, in the long term, or at least in the next three, five seasons, we can hope that globally we'll we'll be able to to raise our, our, our stature as a club. And that, that's what we're looking for at the moment to try to make it to the top 20, you know, like one day. Top 30. Let, let's start. Top 30. Right? Let's start with top 30. <laughs> I'll be fine with top 30. <laughs> love, love the ambition. Um, love it. Yeah, I think in terms of the squad, when you look at it uh, first, I mean, we, we need to realize that the work that, that um, uh, Pablo Longoria has done, like <laughs> the, the club was on fire literally about, um, you know, a bit more than a year ago. Yeah. We had not much money. I know maybe Matt Cord give it a bit of an extra an extra check and Longoya kind of gambled and you know pay some some cash now and pay some transfers later as whatever you know w- w- you know living on credit uh, maybe but the, the guy just like revamped the whole quality of the squad and even quantity to to such a level compared to where we were last year. I, I think sometimes it's a bit lost because. Yes, when you look, and I think they saw it as well at the start of the season in terms of left wingers. Yeah, it, it was a big risk to have these two young guys, Luis Enrique and uh, and uh, and Conrad. There, that's why we tried to get Bogart, which was then too expensive. Yes, up front it was a bit like with kind of only Milik, and that's why we tried to get um, Giovanni Simeone and I can't remember who. Who else? Um, uh, the, the guy who signed at uh, Nice as well. Um, what's his name? Uh, scorer at Nice who, who signed uh, last day of the season. But um, y- like you know, they have seen where the pitfalls were. But we just he just had so much work and so many transfers to do already. That it's hard that some there were some pieces missing and and we saw it along the season. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, right back was was a problem. That's why we had to put Rongier and therefore Rongier was lacking in the midfield. You know, in terms of the rotation and Lirola didn't quite work out well. So I think they knew that the squad wasn't perfect, but it was so much better than before. And then some partly with these genius st- slash you know craziness 
slash sometimes a bit stupidity, find a way to to make it work generally, to make a competitive team, which was good enough, let's say, for top four. Now we, we were lucky enough that, you know, everything fall into place for us to to be second. And compared to the competition, we deserve to be second when, when you saw the others that have done this season. But we need to realize where we were before. And I think full credit to Longoria, full credit to Sampaoli. It's not perfect. They knew it wasn't perfect. You know, we need to see that that next step um, this summer and, and, and for next season, you know, the kind of pieces that we're lacking. But overall, it's all in a, you know, uptrend trajectory. And that's what we can ask for. Yeah, I think you're, you're right there. I think um, the Longoria um, is, I think, I mean, I've always said, right, haven't I, that um, I think that we should just be patient and wait to judge him based on results because he's got a kind of, um, there's a bit of a sort of uh, cult sort of thing going on with him, isn't there? Um, I guess in the kind of aftermath of Ero and the, you know, that is sort of, catastrophic relationship with the fans in the end but yeah I think that at the end of the day the results have been good this season you know and people are happy with the 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 direction that the club seems to be going in and uh, I guess you know last summer we didn't have a lot of money and they had to do a lot of wheeling and dealing and the things aren't perfect you know like some of the deals haven't worked out some of the squad construction isn't quite right um, but that you know you're always going to make well you're often going to make some mistakes like that in the transfer market. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, you know, the results are, are probably a lot better than you would expect with such a limited budget, maybe. I mean, I know maybe in comparison to other clubs in, in the league, our budget is still quite quite uh, strong, isn't it? Um, but, we, we yeah, we I think we've probably done as best as what we as a club could do because we usually have to overspend to do you know we have to like throw money down the toilet quite a lot to do like okay um so i think we can we've got to look i look back at that and and, and feel that it's been a bit of a success to come second and make it to the semi-finals of a european competition and going into the next um season thinking that, that now is the time where the i guess um the 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 president and and just the the club generally really going to be tested because we we have to see how they build upon that as you as you say Alex now that's the bit that's going to um this will make this OM distinctive from the ones we've seen every other year can we actually build upon a good season yeah um and I I do think though there's a, a little bit of a Regardless of, I mean, if especially if, if next season doesn't go well, but regardless of what happens in the future, I think that looking back at the season, there's a risk that we might look back quite negatively just because of the way some of the things that have happened at the end of the season, like Kamara's departure and the the Conference League uh, exit to final. I hope that that isn't what we end up remembering um, because there's you know lots of good stuff lots of positives as we've talked about but you know sometimes like those things that are kind of at the end of the season particularly if they're quite sort of profound um incidents uh, or you know happenings then we tend to remember them um so hopefully that isn't you know that doesn't sort of cloud our memory negatively um because yeah we, we actually did pretty well and weirdly as well like just in a final note before we move on to the awards like 
I mean, this is a kind of positive. Like, who the fuck thought, like, Hoggy Sampali would actually, like, not get sent off that many times in the season? <laughs> like, I, I, I thought, like, at the start of the season, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, this is going to... really badly, didn't it? Yeah. Even he kept himself <laughs> together, you know. He was pretty okay in the end. Didn't go too mad. I mean, he had a few moments. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, he kind of, like... Just sort of got on with the job as well, <laughs> and he and he didn't walk out in any pressers and quit or anything like that. As kind of did 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 a did, did a Bielsa or anything. So it's kind of that's kind of. I've just found as well because I, I I was interested in this the other day and I forgot about it, but I found it earlier. There's a, I found a tweet. So <clears throat> out of the top six in in the head to heads, we came out top of the league. Um, that's a, that's a surprise in the change, isn't it? Yeah, so we 17 points um, plus seven goal difference. Uh, Monaco on 17 points, but plus two goal difference. PSG 15, Strasbourg 12, Nice 11, Rennes 10. And you wouldn't think so, would you? Yeah, because in the second half of the season, we struggled against all of them. But we, you know, we beat Rennes, we beat Lille, and we beat um, we beat Monaco pretty comfortably in the first half of the season. Lille was the opposite, actually, where we beat them in the second half. So... All in all, it's it's a pretty good record against the big team. It's one of the best we've had in recent years. Yeah, but the thing is, we, we, we get skewed in our vision because, you know, we were average against Lille. We lost twice against Lyon, which are not top six uh, this year. Obviously, it's a big club. Obviously, we, we kind of fucked it up in the semi-final against Feyenoord. So a lot of people remember key big games. But as yeah. as you rightly pointed out, in, in the top six, we've, we've been there. We haven't lost many games. And if anything, we've beat all the Strasbourg or the Rennes, and, and, uh, at least on, on the first game and, and so on. But uh, it's, it's the big key games against Lyon, Lille, Feyenoord, all that, which leaves a little well, bit of a bitter taste. But. Alex, Lyon are just not a top six club anymore. More, so it doesn't matter. No, but the squad is still top six, and when we play them, it's still where, special. Where? And where you know, exactly. it's still special. Right. Uh, okay. I think we'll maybe we'll get onto the awards because I um I'm just think yeah we're gonna waffle for forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um just just to sort of explain to listeners how we're gonna do this, right? So we've got eight awards, and what we'll do is we'll each nominate have a choice for that award and then who whichever um, nomination gets the most nominations if that's the right way of explaining it is, is the winner and if there's a tie between the four of us we'll, we'll, I'll make a decision based on the arguments that you put forward for your nomination and what we, we did some polls as well throughout the week on Twitter so we'll take that into consideration as well where um, we do have a tie in some of the, um, the awards um, so yeah, I think we should just sort of crack on with that. Is there anything I've missed about the, this? I don't think so. I think that's probably, probably pretty straightforward, isn't it? So the, yeah, the, first, the first one is the, the big one of all, the the Ballon d'Azur, <laughs> which was last year was won by Bubakar Kamara, um, who kind of sweeped the awards, I think, last year. He won about at least two or three, didn't he? Um, last year it was kind of like his... He was so shit. Yeah, it was his night, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> But yeah, so he he did very well this year, and it'll be kind of interesting to see if he picks up any awards this year, given how much everyone hates him right now. Um, but yeah, so uh, Ballon d'Azur, which is the Player of the Season award, um, and who wants to go first uh, and nominate someone? Uh, ben, you go first because you know the form. How we do this? So if you want to go first and then 
Tell um, us who I, you're picking and why. I will I will nominate Matteo Genduzzi. Um because it, it, it's, all, it's always subjective, isn't it? This award is, oh, was it the guy who scored the most goals, or was it the guy who, <clears throat> who, um, you know, who was the most spectacular to watch and stuff? And for me, it's his the fact of how consistent he was. Bearing in mind he's played the most games in out of any player in Europe this year. Um, given the fact that he 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 arrived, I mean, I, I've rated him always, but he arrived with you know, alleged off-the-field problems and, and behavioural issues, etc. Um, and he really grew into his own. And, and gradually, not only was he performing as, as in, in his role as a um, sort of relayer, as they call it, you know, sort of uh, number eight, recovering balls and building the attack. Then he started scoring a few, getting some assists. Um, he even got a few from corners as well. Um, but it's, it's, he just grew. I saw him grew as an ind- grow sorry, as an individual and as a leader in the team. Um, he was consistent. He was he was burnt out towards the end of the season, which is natural at his age and having played that many games, first time in his career that he's played so many in one season. But he's he's my nominee and um, future captain material there maybe. Um, I, I I was you know I was edging for him um, uh, most of the season. Then Rongier sort of emerged and, and I see Rongier as a safer pair of hands and a calmer head. But uh, again, Douzi was 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 a standout for me standout um you know he ran after the ref when we conceded that that handball goal to Karabag and if he doesn't go after the ref and hound him and and doesn't go after the opposition players that goal never gets chalked off because there's no VAR so it's it's little things like that his his mentality his desire and his his consistency that for me he's my choice okay good choice uh who wants to go next who's ready I I, I, I can go next well, I could think about quite a few players, but I will um, I will nominate uh, Dimitri Payet. Very original. Um, well, uh, Dimitri probably had uh, his best season with us uh, since he, he joined, like since basically the Bielsa season, which is interesting to see that um, both years when he's had this sort of like, you know, Argentinian coaches and very passionate and etc that start to that see something in him and manage to light his fire uh well he stops a bit lighting up his barbecue and he concentrates more on football and hmm. uh then delivers the precious uh, pearls and jewels he's been uh distillating to to us like all, all, all mostly all the season he has a few you know a few patches where he's been less excellent um but he's always been like that and even that like compared to some years he's always so, 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 in in the past years there was some some real moments like uh, two months where he could be totally out of it this year of course he had better and and worse moments like like any player but he was globally like always there or thereabout and of course his beginning was excellent so maybe then it felt if, if you would compare it but he was still solid you know he scored penalties when he had to. He scored a stellar goal uh, that I had the chance to witness against Park in uh, Velodrome in the quarterfinals. Uh, he he scored many others like he and you know he was fit. He was uh, passionate. He was he was a true captain also. He he talked about issues he, uh, against violence in the stadiums and you could see things matters to him. He was a symbol, a, a bit like Gendouzi, but uh, and, uh, the opposite, like you know, a bit like um, older player and etc. But of course, have to nominate him. 
great season. Well, somebody had to nominate him because we know Ben wasn't going to nominate Payet. Yes, so. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, look, um, I think we, we did that kind of half-season part and I said Dimitri Pai by a million mile and, and I'm going to stay on the same line. I mean, I struggled to, and a, a lot of players have a really good season like Genduzi, Saliba and so on. I struggle to see anyone else who deserves it more than, than Pai. Yeah, he's been the creative spark. He's been the captain. Um, he's been also, you know, giving penalty to other players. You, you see when the video is outside, he's really tried to bring the, the group to, together and not being the diva that sometimes he's portrayed. And, you know, he's just had an amazing season pretty much from start to finish. But a lot more, you know, he, he played like false nine, which he's never did before. Um, change a lot. He worked hard defensively for him, obviously. Uh, I, I think it's it's quite clear to me that he's, he's the spark that, that we need in the team. And when he's not there, you, you could see the difference. Oh, I'm kind of undecided, to be honest. Like, I, I was going to... Can I pick Gerson? Is that ridiculous? I kind of, no, I know pressure, he, no pressure, Steph. He's not like, and I recognise that he. It's ridiculous, but no pressure. Yeah, I recognise <laughs> no, that he I didn't so. have a very consistent season, um, like, and he kind of only blossomed at the end. But I just, I just like his style, you know. He's just got that kind of like Brazilian swagger and that, uh, you know, just that touch of class. He can just do. He looks like well, he looks like he can do lots of special things, and maybe not really seen that much of them. But we started to see some of it, and that he kind of gets me excited. And like Payet, I just feel. Yeah, he had a good season. The numbers, I guess, don't lie. But I never really was overwhelmed by him this season, by the odd moment. I, 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 I don't know. And I, I think we talked about this in the, the, the WhatsApp group some a few times, Alex. I just didn't really think his season was because some people are saying it's his best season ever. I don't think it was as good as some other seasons. I think that he's had like the one under AVB or the one under Bielsa. I thought it was better. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean. Like for a for a chubby guy, you know, a chubby guy in his mid thirties in midfield, he had a pretty like good season, you know. Like he was almost like made it sound like a hobbit or Georgie Haggy esque, you know. But um, like well, not quite, but um, he, yeah, he, like I yeah, I guess he, you know, and um, it's, it's a reasonable choice. And Gunduzi, like I was thinking about him because of how consistent he was, um, but I don't know if he like wowed me enough, especially towards the last few months. Um, I mean, I'd say my favourite player was Gerson this season. Um, I mean, it's, it's subjective, isn't it? So you can pick whoever you want. <laughs> um, but that means that uh, Payet is the winner because he's had two two votes, hasn't he? And the, we did a poll on this one, and the the listeners they also voted Payet, but it was pretty close between Payet and Gendouzi. So um, the last yeah. time, the last yeah. time. It just it's worth me actually just saying as well, like uh, Rongier probably deserves a shout there because he he had a pretty good season as well. But yeah, Payet appears to be the, the, the winner. So he is the twenty twenty two Ballon d'Azur. He succeeds Bubakar Kamara and probably I guess he deserves it, doesn't it? Because I don't think he has he no he had, he must have won it before. Did he win it in twenty twenty? I think twenty eighteen, the first season we did it, yeah. It wouldn't have been twenty eighteen but because we didn't exist then. We, yeah, but he must have won it. The, I think the, yeah, 2020 the COVID year. Yeah, he, he must. He must. I think Mandanda won it the first year, and then it was Payet, and then Kamara. 
So yeah, I guess this is num- number two for him. So well done to Dimitri Payet and get ready for some aggressive tweeting because I'm going to be tweeting him a lot now that he's won the- <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Maybe he'll come on the show, you know, um, and accept it. That would be good. Don't, don't invite Ben if he comes on the show. <laughs> Definitely not. So yeah, well done. Dimitri Payet, Ballon d'Azur. Um, okay, so moving on then. The next one, less slightly less prestigious, but not unimportant either is the Marseille's Got Talent award and what that means is the best sort of transfer that we that we had so the best new signing of the season um who wants to do this one first or we pick someone different who's got a choice all ready to go Julian Alex mm. no uh, I'll, 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 I'll go, go for it uh, it has to be a transfer or can it be a loanee no, it's, yeah, I mean that. Well, that counts as well. It's someone who's a new arrival. New player. Okay, okay, okay. Alex, you want to go? Yeah. Look, n- normally, like to be fair, I think I should use Gendouzi, uh because obviously he's brought so much to the team, as as Ben mentioned. Um, we could see also Saliba, who's been tremendous, and he's been, you know, the start of all our build-up play. Was Saliba because. Charitas Chao were totally useless in the build-up on the other side. So, um, but I will give just for fun and to try to make things a little bit different. I choose Under because um, I didn't expect him to be that good and that decisive uh, because we had pretty much no winger of quality apart from in all season. And and the way we played, you know, is a lot of small building up passes to then try to find a winger who would provoke and make the difference. And he was the only guy. So so he, he had a lot on his shoulders. And knowing he was maybe his first real full season with like 40 games or so, um, because he struggled at Leicester, he'd struggle at Roma and so on. Um, I'll, I'll give him the nod. I think he's been decided. He's got some very key, important goals. Um, he, he's tried to like give him some good crosses as well. Combined well on that right side, which has our, you know, the, the the side where we created the most. So just to be a bit different, um, I'll give it to Inda. Um, I should say I'm just getting the awards all mixed up. This isn't the. Marseille's got talent. This is the Marseille Roulette. This award is called the best. Marseille Roulette. All yeah, right. the best signing. I, oh my god! Like I'm get, I'm doing a worse job than Chris Rock. Probably, <laughs> he probably did a good job, didn't he? Um, it depends on what way you look at it. Um, yeah. So it's the Marseille's Roulette. Marseille Roulette. That was the best signing. Apologies, I got the moment mixed up. So Unders, your pick. That I'm just kind of surprised you picked that personally. Um, who yeah, else I, wants to go and try and Stick to just mentioning one because it can make influence the others as they make their picks. And then at the end, if there's people missed out, we can mention them as shouts, you know. Who's going, Julian? Oof, yeah, well, that's a tough one. Uh, I'll probably mention uh, Gerson. Um, for the maybe just for the fact that um that he was a big signing and um. Uh, we all dubbed him at some at some point during the season, or more or less. But you know, like, uh, and uh, you know, and he's been like he's been so excellent towards the end, and you can really see that um, that I I'm pretty sure he's going to to still be globally good. Like, uh, you know, par a, a, a bad injury or etc. I'm pretty confident that he he's gonna have a 
at least as good season than than next season or, or I hope uh, even better. Um, and you know, like yeah, because of that, because of the class, because of it was a, a big signing, like a, a, a big a, a big risk from from Longoria, but no like people would say yeah it's a flop it's a flop but a few months later everyone is like oh yeah Jerson is fantastic so um you know just for that like for once that to say that we can make a a, a big move like on the on the transfer market which is not a flop and that's yeah. always nice <laughs> it yeah. has not it has not always been the case uh, mm. since since Lucho I think or Remy was pretty big signing Gignac too that cost us the same price as, uh, as Jerson I guess <clears throat> um, I'm I'm gonna follow Julien. Yeah, I'm gonna go Gerson too because of all the reasons. Um, you know, heavy price tags. Uh, wasn't expecting him. To, I, I was expecting him to take a lot longer to adapt to Liga, <clears throat> and there were signs of that. I mean, not only was he a bit off the pace, but he kept trying to shield his ball too much and and play for the foul too much initially, and and he wasn't getting getting given those free kicks, and he was getting increasingly frustrated and. Suddenly it clicked for him, I think, in, in sort of late November, December time um, after his goal away to Nantes. And since then, he's been he's been stellar. I mean, you know, he's got I think he's got 11 assists and, and 10 goals or something along those lines. And that's incredible for a player that's come from South American League to Ligue 1. Usually the best Brazilians go to Lyon, right? We've seen that with Juninho, with Chris, with Nilmar. Um, over the years, and finally we get our good, our proper good Brazilian that we go and get in Brazil. We bring him over, and he and he has a stellar season, and he scored important goals. Um, you know that that win away in the house a few weeks ago when we were dire. He comes off the bench, that little step over, and then and then side foots it in the net. Uh, he, he's often scored the winning goal in games, and he was crucial in our European campaign as well. So, yeah, uh, I go with Jason. Yeah, uh, I agree with all that. I think uh, um, some valid points. So I'm also going to pick Gerson. So I I kind of thought about Saliba, but I came to the conclusion that he can't be the best signing because he didn't have. He was alone with no option. So he's that's kind of like a strike out for me. For now, yeah, if he comes, if he comes back, you know, we might reconsider that. But <laughs> um, maybe next year. Um, but yeah, so for that reason, I kind of like. Um, pushed him aside uh, and I went for Gerson and yeah as, as I said before just really like his style I think yeah right like he you know a lot of people were ready to write him off after a few months but you know you've got to expect anyone coming from South America coming from a different continent playing in Europe for the first well not the first time for him but um, playing in Europe again <laughs> after a period of you know, not being in Europe you know he's going to need some time to adapt Um so yeah, he and he, that was clear. He needed that time, and he started to adapt. He started to look like he is finding his feet, and he's been decisive, as you say, Ben. He's got some winning goals and some commanding performances at the business end of the season, and he just looks like a player that's got that class to take the team to the next level. Um, so I feel like we've not even seen anywhere near the best of him. I feel like there's potentially much better to come. Um, you know, yeah, so uh, he's he's definitely an exciting player, um, an exciting signing, even if he was very expensive. 
Um, and yeah, the, the, the comment about the Brazilians, yeah, it is so true. And I, I guess it helps if you actually watch Brazilian football. And I'm not sure like some of the previous sporting directors and presidents had actually watched any of the players that they signed. You know, Doria or Dor- how we say his name, Doria, Doria. That kind of sort of springs to mind, doesn't it? There. Um, although it turns out apparently he's a really good defender again in in Mexico. So. Um, <laughs> I think he's just won, what is it, defender of the season or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Gerson, I think three to one, no doubt, he wins the Marseille roulette. So he is the best signing, best new arrival of the season. So well done, Gerson. Might not tweet him quite as aggressively, but well done. Um, <laughs> so the one that I kind of got muddled up we'll do that one next so that was the marseille's got talent so that was the best young player award um so that should uh, just explain this one so i've i think i made this up from previous years so young player has to be 21 or under but that's so hard to in this squad usually for us because we don't have that many young players so as long as he was 21 or under at some point throughout the season he can qualify i i think it's fair to say so who do you think um, should be the uh, your pick for the Marseille's Got Talent Award, the best young player? And shall I go this time first, yeah, just for a change? Yeah, I'll go first. So I will pick uh, William Saliba for this one. I think he is 20, isn't he? Um, I, I think his season has been superb. You know, he's been absolutely um, fantastic. He's... You know, he plays like with a certain maturity that um, where you sort of feel that he's, you know, a lot older and more experienced than he actually is. He's just very confident. I think, I, I do think he's a bit overhyped personally, though. I, I'm, you know, just to sort of balance it out, I think he's a very good defender with enormous potential who has has adapted very well to a quite complex system that we have, um, which some defenders really struggle with, like even like Chaleta Saar, and he's done really well, and that shows you know, his potential as a player, as an intelligent player as well, not just the fact that he's got great physical qualities, but he's really looked comfortable uh, in that system and, and playing in an environment like Marseille, which can be quite hostile. Um, you know, he's looked like he's got a lot of... Uh, like, potential for leadership qualities as well in the future so I think he's done really well but I do think he's a bit overrated overhyped um I think that he does make mistakes actually quite a lot um although we don't talk about them very often I think sometimes he looks a bit ropey and a bit kind of robotic at times and sometimes his passing can be a little bit sketchy um but I think that you know, every defender makes mistakes and at his age, you know, that's expected. I don't think he's as refined as some people think he is, um, particularly some Arsenal fans as well. And um, yeah, so I think that he's far from the finished article, but he's a very, very good defender and he's probably the best defender or the most talented defender we've had at the club for a number of seasons. So yeah, I mean, I think there's no doubt for me, like of all the young players, he probably deserves the pick. Actually, I I don't I say there's no doubt. Actually, I think there's someone else that's pretty close, but I won't mention them because I don't want to um, trample on anyone else's nominations. But yeah, that's my pick for the the Marseille's Got Talent, William Saliba. Who goes next? I can go. I'll be very brief. Saliba, William Saliba. Absolutely no uh, no discussion for me. 
you, you stole my line. I, I was going to say exactly the same thing. Oh, sorry, Just man. one name. Saliba, <laughs> there's nothing else to say, right? No, yeah, just add one thing is that I think what why uh, uh, what surprised me is how good he's been in the build-up, and if you see a lot of time he's pressed by the opposing team, and him on that right side, and then the rotation on the fullback usually it's Rongier and then Gendouzi and so on. All three of them pretty much. At every game, they found solution in the build-up to beat that press or, or to, to beat that first line of defense. And that is super rare. And a lot of it is basically the Saliba's, you know, body positioning, you know, to that, you know, in, in, try fun. to make the defender believe that he's going to pass one way and then he pass the other way or just does a little dribble. And I've rarely seen that uh, for a central defender, especially at that age. While on top being a, a very good defender, he's not, the perfect defender in terms of actual defense, as you rightly pointed out, he's got you know some mistakes in terms of positioning and concentration. But with the ball, we'll, we'll struggle a lot to replace him if he doesn't stay with us next year. So someone's been watching Ben on the Guna talk, hey? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. I you haven't. Said the same I the same thing, no. Actually, I, 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 I just said one second of you with your glasses and your red T-shirt to look like a gunner, and uh, I was like, oh, that's not for me. No, it's exactly, I, I just want to back up the analysis. And, and the good thing, I mean, um, maybe we can do this next year. It's quite difficult. Tom was explaining to me the graphics and shit. But um, seeing the stats, yeah, you, it, it echoes everything you're seeing, Alex, with his quality in the build-up. He's in the top top 10 in Europe. For, for build up play, his number of touches in the opposition half, that kind of thing. So it's rare. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that at LOM uh, ever. I don't remember. Laurent Blanc obviously was, was very special with the ball, but that's like 20 years ago, right? Yeah, well, we've had a lot of bruisers, haven't we, at the back uh, in <laughs> recent years? I think, you know, I think even thinking about like Deschamps' defense was just full of like guys well, that just yeah, not want to you. Yeah, NBA, NBA can play, yeah, but he was a big bruiser. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he was great. I but but the, 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 the finesse of Saliba in the, you know, part the, he's like the finesse, I think, is the word that I want to describe him with the ball and that I didn't expect. Well, really he was impressed. he was kind of found out a little bit against Feyenoord, though, I think, um, where he wasn't actually that comfortable in the ball when he was being then, pressed. Um, as well, yeah. yeah, so I think I, 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 that's what I've seen. I think he can get a little bit, um, we can get a bit carried away with how good he, some of his qualities actually are. I think they're still like clearly in development, but yeah, I mean, he was fantastic. I think, um, to be honest though, Bibaka Kamara was a reasonable shout here. To be honest, he was also 21 at, um, until later in the season. Um, he won this award last year, and, and perhaps it's a little yeah. bit harsh. <laughs> perhaps a little bit harsh that he's been overlooked um, in this, but I think it was just this was terrible yeah, yeah, year, wasn't yeah. it? So yeah, and he's been around for so long that it's hard for me to consider him. Uh... So I'm, I'm, um, so I'm, I'm, I agree 100% is Saliba, but he's he's won your award. There's no doubt about it. Um, I, I I'm gonna nominate Dieng just just to shout out to the kids. Um, you know we we paid 400,000 euros for him. He's come from another continent. He was given his chance a bit randomly by, by Nasser Lagué when, when he was interim coach. Um, he's improved massively um, and uh, a coach with a very difficult start as well for all the same reasons where tactically it's difficult. <clears throat> he starts two games and he's benched for three games. 
Um, but he's scored his fair share of goals. He scored the, the goal of the season, season in Ligue 1, which is the, the, the overhead kick against Strasbourg. And he's improved massively. And he's also a player that, that is a permanent win player for now. So special mention to him, but no doubt is Saliba. Okay, so... Uh... Uh, it's, uh, sorry, guys. I just want to say it's quite crazy to know that Luis Enrique actually did the assist for the goal of the season in Ligue 1. Considering he was ranked quite low. Hey, he had his moment of glory. Okay, well, I mean, maybe we might talk about him later on. You never know. So, the Boom Saliba wins the Marseille's Got Talent. So, he is the best young player of the season. So, congratulations to him. And hopefully he comes back to us uh, in yes. the summer. It's I not dead award, yet. So. Excuse me, uh, Steph. I think this award is definitely the one little thing that was missing for William Saliba to stay with us. <laughs> yeah. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the hashtags already, guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so the next one is the Revenant, and so that is the most improved player of the season who has come back from the dead to re-establish themselves as an important player in this. Has, it, has it been from the dead, or is, or is the criteria being who's who's the most improved? Full stop. Because I mean, I don't know. I'm just trying to dress it up, like <laughs> either however, however you however you want to describe it, right? <laughs> <laughs> who's the comeback king who, who's been, you know, whatever. But, you know, I don't know, maybe I was thinking too literally. But um, he's come, right, who's come back into the frame, right? Who who who's, who wants to go first? I think I think this one's straightforward, but come on. All right, well, I'll, I'll go with it. I think that for me it's Rongier because uh, when you start last year, um, he wasn't playing because he was injured. During the summer, uh, when uh, Sampoli was talking to the team in the midfield they had, Rongier wasn't even mentioned, and it's something that really triggered him. He was like, wow, like it's, it's not going to work for me unless I, I work triple hard. And that's what he did. He came back, uh, learned a new position, which was right back slash midfielder slash right winger slash number 10 when we play at Lille away like you know he played everywhere and he was tremendous consistent um had a very small deep in the middle of the season but that didn't last long because the guy is just so committed and I think he deserves an award and and this one fits him really well and hopefully as you guys said he could be our captain in a future season I'm, I'm going to agree with everything Alex just said and, and nominate Rongier as well for the same reasons. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I could totally also. Um, so let's be clear. We are voting on most improved players or um, or like uh, players oh, it's who's... It's who's, like someone who uh, who was who, okay or crap last year and then... Who, who improved was, this level, yeah. Yeah, he no, really I, yeah. well, he was not, uh, Rongier was not crap last year. Uh, but he, he didn't have his best season. He he was no, he kind of fallen no, out a bit. He's had a really good year the year before, I think, with AVB and any kind of and and, yeah. and he finished injured the whole end of the season, so he didn't play pretty much at all when Sampaoli arrived. So he yeah. was at the bottom of the pile. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's probably for 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 Rongier. I don't know. You could mention maybe you could in in different levels. You could mention Payet also, who yeah, was fair. who has really improved. Consider. Like you know, considering last season, sure. Um, sure. but yeah, apart sure. from Rongier, I don't really see. 
Yeah, in That's a way, okay. you, you only need one. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rongier, of course, Rongier, Rongier. I mean, that's all I'm going to say as well. Is uh, Rangier definitely is the my choice for the Revenant as well? Because, uh, and as you guys said, he kind of um, was a little bit out of the picture. And we weren't sure what his future was, and he's kind of yeah made himself a really important player, and um, particularly in the second half of the season, where he's really sort of um, found his role as a sort of. Um, a kind of right back, not a right back, however you want to describe. But um, yeah, it's this kind of like strange uh, position in in some parlays set up. But um, yeah, where we don't really need real fullbacks apparently. So he's done really well in that, and that's a difficult role, I think, for some players, for many players to adapt to. So yeah, well well played to him. Um, he's become, you know, just flawless at times. I think. Really, he just doesn't put a foot wrong, is he? And his attitude's so great as well on the pitch. He just doesn't stop. His stamina, his his intelligence, it's just yeah. Um, I think he's really a model player. So you know, it's good to see him really blossoming. Um, so yeah, uh, Valentin Rangier wins the Revenant. He is the most improved player of the season. And the next one, this may be a little bit more difficult actually. So the next one is the Machu Picchu. Which has a terrible name, I, I, I always think. But um, if you can think of a better title for the best match award, um, yeah, do let us know in the comments. Uh, um, but yeah, the match you Picchu, what was the best game of the season for you? So the, the best OM game or the, the most fun game to watch? It has to have OM in it, though. Like, <laughs> that's kind of important. Yeah, Real Madrid PSG. Is that part of it? All right, I'll start. For me, it'll be Lens-Marseille, the return leg, because I think the first leg at home where Lens beat us really totally changed the way we operate from like a lot more attacking mindset to... You know, gain smash on counters against Lance and they, they, they kind of press uh, the way we build up and they had a really good game and, and we lost that game. And you could see that some Pauli prepare the return leg at Lance uh, for a long time and and the game worked perfectly. Our, our first half was was amazing in terms of control of the ball and then second half was, you know, went back and countered and countered well. I think we were a tiny bit lucky. A lot of people do not remember that last, you know, had opportunities to to break our defense two, three times and to be one on one. But you know, bit offside, wrong passes, whatever. But I think in terms of overall performance of the team and overall what Sampaoli wants to to do with that team, I think that was the the best OM game, the most controlled. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go next. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to nominate. Uh, I don't think at all it was our best performance of the season, but I'm. I'm. I'm gonna nominate this one because I think it's the game where I felt the most. Uh, maybe as as you can say in German, like Schadenfreude, like this sort of this sort of uh, pleasure from someone else's uh, you know trouble or or dismay or something. And it has mm. to be. It has to be the the Nice game at at home. <laughs> Um, because you know it was a narrow win and it was quite crappy as much as I remember and and etc. It was extremely important for us. Like if we look at the the last, um, you know, like it, it it helped us a lot to 
to flood our boat and also it put uh, Nice, uh, it started to be the, the downfall of Nice. But it's simply yeah, that say, it was sort of one of the final nails in their coffin mentally. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was like when when their boat started to really leak and, and, and you know, and then sink, almost sink. Um, but, you know, it was just like because after what has happened in, in August and this this parody of justice that we saw and the fact that we had to replay this game and the and the river and the and the general fact that 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 all these fans of nice or so like a minority of them but or like this this these racist stupid pigs and etc and just i i just i hate this boring city and etc and uh you know i don't like them and just for you know just for that like it was just so nice to win that game. It really felt good. So, um, you know, especially maybe all the more because it was a bit scrappy and maybe they would have deserved the pen. And you know, man, you know, we did we didn't really deserve that win, but maybe it made it made me feel even better about it. I'm so, looking. I'm loving your, your your positions, both of you, man. <laughs> no, no, I mean, not genuinely. I mean, Alex is like the, the you know the tactical one, like the. the you know the the coach learned this lesson, and we we were flawless. And we over dominated the opposition, and also I like it's great analysis, and it's true. Um, and it was gr- a great satisfaction. Nice as well, Julian. Yeah, you've 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 hammered yeah. it. It's Alexis Guardiola uh, and more Mourinho, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more the, that, that revenge feeling. It's that revenge feeling that you know they fucked us over, and 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 they 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 effectively criminally assaulted our players and our staff, you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and to win the way we did as well with Bakambu of all people scoring and and uh, my good friend Amavi not jumping and, and losing him and marking as well was brilliant. Yeah, so loving loving both of them. Well done, guys. Um, I guess I'll 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 go and I'll say it was Angers um, hmm. because I knew that. Oh, <laughs> you know. It's the only win I've seen at the Villa this year. It's also it was yeah, it's the first time I I travelled over in ten years. Me and Ed went with uh, with Cyril as well, but uh, yeah, me and Ed went out together. It was a, we we recorded the night before, well, not the night before, but a few days before um, on, on on the show, um, and then no, it was great. I mean, we were two 0 down and um, and and. And I was in Ajnor, and uh, to be fair, everybody around me was just kept singing. They were not phased by it. Nobody booed or anything. And, uh, you know, usually when it go- doesn't go your way after 10 minutes, you can see, too, the Villadrome gets very hostile. But the team bounced back. You know, we, uh, we we got one back. Minik got one back pretty quickly. Gerson equalised. Um, and then in the second half, it was uh, I was behind that goal as well. And then it's just goal after goal and, and some great goals as well. You know, Unders volley. Um, and there's brilliant, um, really, really far out cross for, for Milik at the far post. Um, and, and Milik's sort of dodgy goal with the keeper shitting himself and, and Milik taps in as well. But no, it was just great to be at the stadium, the emotion. And, and it's one of the few times this season we've scored quite a few goals and we've looked extremely good at the Villadorme. So that's that's my pick. Okay, uh, interesting. We might have a bit of a tie then because I was going to pick which maybe is a surprise to some people. And I, th- I was going to pick this because I thought nobody was going to pick it just to throw in a different game. And it was the uh, Nantes OM game from back in December because I thought that at the time it was probably the first performance where I was like, that was a really solid, well-put-together, well-drilled outing. Um, and I think we'd come off the back of like some not-so-great um 
games before that so it was like it was just like uh yeah kind of coming together of systems and uh, and stuff so yeah that was one that kind of stuck out in my mind as as a really good i know not got a guy sent off and that kind of made a big difference to the outcome of the game but it was also the first game as well with one of the one of the first games with jerson started to kind of show his talent as well and he's got that it's fantastic great goal. Role, didn't it? yeah. but it's a sign of a good season that we all have our our, our different moments but interestingly um <laughs> yes. the, you know because the, in a sheet season you're, you're like yeah you remember that game you know yeah the only one <laughs> <laughs> so the listeners voted for the 4-0 victory against uh, strasbourg uh just the other day the last week or Makes um, sense too. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So uh, we've got a bit of a, uh, a tie here, and I'm just looking at the poll, and I think um, well they've picked uh, the Strasbourg game, but the second one below that was Lance OM, and I think for that reason, I think Alex, you win. So uh, we'll make Yay. that the match you pick. Well, no, Alex, you don't win in the world, mate. You're you're matchless, not you personally. <laughs> yeah. <good point. laughs> Yeah, calm down. I want a picture of the trophy, thank you. <laughs> okay, I can't move bloody time. We better crack on. Um, okay, I'll so... find you a medal or something for my closet. <laughs> I'll find you something. <laughs> okay, Lance OM is the Machu Picchu. And so the next one, number six, is the Golden Boot. Um, and unsurprisingly, that is the best goal of the season award. So who wants to go? Ben, do you want to go first for this one? Uh, I, I don't think there's any question possible, even though there are many, many decent contenders. Um, and, and, and you know, it may come as a surprise from Ben, but Dimitri Payet against Pauka <laughs> at the Velodrome is, is one of the, the best OM goals of the last 10 years. There's no doubt about it. So fucking congratulations, man. It's brilliant. Same, same for me. Yeah, well, I I was at the I was at the Velodrome, so there is no way I cannot mention that one. That would be, that would be silly. Yeah, yeah, it, huh. it's a it's it was a cracking goal. Did you actually see it, or did it happen so fast that you missed it? No, I I kind of missed it. That's the worst of of the whole thing. Um, I I didn't really miss it, but I I uh, I was quite far away, and uh, it happened super fast. So I felt the vibe right after, but on the moment I couldn't exactly tell how how great it was. But uh, it's only when I looked later on that I was like, oh, yeah, what a cracker. Okay, um, yeah, same for me. Payet, goal against Park, um, outstanding goal. I, I think he often does score, score the best goal in the season, doesn't he? He's just that kind of player. Um, so, yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, there were some great goals, like what I mentioned. Dieng got the goal of the season in the end, didn't he? The, the overhead kick against uh, Strasbourg. Uh, Gerson, we said, scored that great goal against Nantes. Dieng scored a good goal against uh, Lorient just a couple of few weeks back. And then Under as well scored a fantastic goal against Angers. So some really good goals actually to pick from, but Payet is just next level shit, isn't it? So he gets the golden boot. And number seven, so we'll move on quickly, is, oh, this is the negative one. This is the weakest link or the Christian Jimenez award. So that is the worst player of the season. <laughs> We played Basel and he was there as well. He gave the kickoff, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's brilliant. Uh, any, any, anyone want it? Shall I, shall I, I'll go first. In fact, no, I'll wait. Actually, I'll wait. I've got some things to say. So who wants to go first? Hmm. 
Oh, oh, I start uh, for me, Billy Rolla. Billy Rolla, because we had high expectation. We pay a lot of money. I think it was 12 million, you know, cash pretty much. And I'm, I'm not sure there were many deferred payment, which is a lot of money for us. Um, and the guy wasn't there, wasn't there, couldn't understand the tactic, couldn't adapt. Seems like he's been partying every weekend like a Dumbo. Um, he's been um, also on the pitch, you could say, shouting at other players. You could see he didn't feel well. He wasn't wasn't there mostly. You know, when you see the difference with the Rangier when he was tough, just like you know, focused like mad, it became became like a a boss of that team. The Rola went the total opposite way and um, just crumble under pressure, start to party more than focus on football. And for me, the attitude and the culture of a club is, is the most important. And when you have a guy who, who, who struggles to to commit, um, you know, t- towards the club and towards his career, really, then for me, it's a, it's a no-go. So it'll be the Rola. Okay. Um, I'll just say that I wanted to pick... Paulo Lopez or Luan Perez, but unfortunately they, well, fortunately they weren't the worst player of the season. Oh man! Let me, let me Come on, listen. No, I'm, I'm saying they weren't the worst players. Oh, it's such a stiff thing to but do. I was convinced they would be. <laughs> I was convinced they would be earlier on in the season, but they surprised me and actually did okay. No, they did alright. They did quite well. Um, yeah, it's because they were they're, they're not wearing white boots. That's why you hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so but Leroy, uh, yeah. I mean Conrad also in losing. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm not meant to do this, am I? Sorry. Um, yeah, the I, I picked Leroy for all the reasons Alex just said. He looks overweight and he just isn't the player that he was the previous season when I thought he looked great. I thought he was brilliant when he came in last season, so that was a big surprise. Uh, who yeah, it's more, it's more the disappointment, isn't it? It's it's, it's the fact that he, he we chased him all summer. We were all expecting the Lirola from the, the end of the previous season and, and his cousin turned up, for fuck's sake. Um, Party cousin. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't... I mean, I, 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 he's definitely one of them for all those reasons, but I would say Enrique more because he he's one of the other ones that ended the season really, really brightly. Um, and you, you sort of thought he was going to finally turn a corner, but he didn't. Um, so he's my disappointment. Um, because I had more hopes in him than Lirola, where Lirola I expected more of the same. Enrique, I was I was hoping Enrique would have the same season Cengiz Under had, honestly. Um, so I will nominate Luis Enrique. Okay, good choice. Okay, now personally, uh, for for Enrique or um, or uh, sorry Conrad, um, I won't nominate them because I still have a, some hope for them, and I think they're still so young and etc. Especially Conrad, so. So yeah, no, it has to be Lirola. Um, but um, please, uh, Stefan, like tag him and also um, uh, tell him that it's also a word of encouragement from us that he's actually getting an award. You know, like uh, <laughs> let's say that no, but like I'll try to. I, I agree with everything you said about him, but I'll try to look at the little bit things that could be positive about him. You know, it's most like most likely not going to go like that, but. Um, let's hope he's going to digest the fact that he could finally sign, I, I guess, like his first big contract, if I understand how his career has been. Like he's been chasing contract before and going from loan spells to loan spells. And now, like, finally uh, landed a big contract. Uh, maybe, you know, like, let's hope, like, he's going to digest it, re- refocus on, on, on football, uh, regain confidence, because he, of course, like, he also, um, he also, you, you could see that a lot of his failures 
uh, were also like, you know, about uh, about mental, you know, like he did lots of mistakes uh, uh, that you go, not really like you cannot, you know, like making very basic mistakes that that, you know, obviously he, he didn't become a, 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 a absolutely uh, lacking every kind of talent, you know, suddenly. So let's hope it's still somewhere that is going to, you know, be boosted by the by next season and et cetera. Um, I'm I'm not very optimistic about that, but uh, let's give him this award, but with a word of encouragement that he's not he's not dead to us, you know he he, he can still it's, do something. It's, it's not really but, an award, is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's but, more it's yeah. more a bullet in an envelope. <laughs> I think it was created just because we wanted to have a complaint about Valer Germain a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, good 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 show. Um, the the positive spin there, but uh, yeah, you kind of made me sort of think about it, like. Like parallels there with his, you know, why he might have ended up with this, like, and and some other sporting uh, disappointments. I was just thinking of like, um, when but anyone who old enough, not that I was old enough at the time, but Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson, and then he just got fat in the rematch because he was just like had made it finally, and then yeah, well he got fat after it. Sorry, in his next fight it wasn't rematch. Yeah, it's just like those kind of stories where people like. You know, they finally um, achieve uh, something in sport and then they just sort of let it go. There's quite a lot of them, actually. It's mm. kind of sad. Um, hopefully it's not that and he does come back. But, yeah, so Paul Lirola, he wins the Christian Jimenez Award. He's the weakest link. So, yeah, that's a shock. Uh, and the final award, then, to wrap up tonight is the Basil Bowley Award. And that means is that's the best, your favourite moment of the season. Who wants to go first with this uh, one? I'm going to nip out quickly, so I'll go first. Okay. Um, yeah, it has to be. It has to be last weekend's events. Uh, the whole, the whole way it unfolded. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's the last day of the season. The way we weren't the emphatic, you know, the way it was emphatic, and then to to have Lance equalise at the last minute and share that with the guys at the bar, and, and everybody loses their shit, and you know, it sort of rewards you the elation, the whole the whole staff. Macourt, Longoria, San Paoli celebrating together on the pitch, the, the, the stadium going mental, that has to be it for me. And uh, yeah, and, and, and for me as well, it's that moment, it's that exact moment when I look, look at the game, it's 4 0, we need that fifth goal, we need that fifth goal. And the whole stadium, the whole fans started to shout, and I hear, hear the commentary saying, and, and the old stadium heard that last equalised, and that was nuts. I just totally lost it at home. I think I, I woke up my kids screaming so much, and that was just a special moment that you you don't have every year. <laughs> if anything, I'm not sure you have many of those over you know a ten year span. So uh, um, it was very special. Yeah, I surprised myself like peace drunk at two o'clock in the night singing. Oh no, c'était le con. So yeah, definitely. Hello to Lance and cheers, guys. And yeah, yeah, it was a great moment. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Same for me. The news of Ganago's goal. I wasn't watching the game. Obviously, the Lance came to watch the Marseille game, but I think it was like the moment, yeah, when the commentator, like you heard the crowd in the velodrome, like just, yeah cheering for something in the commentator just yeah when he told us that was just like i couldn't believe it you know because i was just thinking surely we can't score another one can we can we and then that happens oh, we don't need to so yeah that was such a uh, 
a lucky end to the season, wasn't it? Um, and uh, yeah, such a great way to end it. Um, so yeah, so that, I think no doubt about it, the end of the uh, OM Strasbourg game or the end of the Lanzo uh, Monaco game, whatever way you want to look at it, that was the the best moment of the season. So that gets the Basel Bowley award, and I think with that. We'll wrap up because we've been here for ages. Um, it's been a long podcast, but it's been really fun to sort of think, look back in the season and all the kind of ups and downs that we've had, and mostly ups actually this season. So that's 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 welcome. Um, so yeah, so uh, thanks everyone for listening. This is the final podcast of the season. So next um, up is the kind of summer season. So we'll get some coverage out over the summer maybe some different themed episodes as always we do some stuff looking at pre-season and Mercato as well so we'll still be getting some content out over the summer but for 2021-22 season it's finally over um, and well done to all those that won an award tonight particularly Dimitri Payet tagging you soon um, Ballon d'Azur um, yeah, thanks everyone for listening thanks guys for taking part and good night bye bye bye